Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Today, I want to spend some time looking at what is popularly known as the cursing psalms or the cursing prayers which are included within the psalms. While I was meditating through many of the psalms that we have gone through in the last uh, few months, I found that very often these kind of imprecatory psalms or cursing psalms will come. And I found it very difficult to reconcile the tone of that psalm and the spirit of the new covenant. And I believe that many others who along with me want to be faithful in their interpretation of the Psalms surely would want to understand these uh, cursing prayers in the right perspective as well. So today I want to spend some time looking at uh, the imprecatory or the cursing Psalms. There are many Psalms which are called the Lament Psalms or the Complaint Psalms in the uh, entire book of Psalms. And we see that these will very often contain cries for elimination of evil that is threatening the Psalmist. And we see that evil is very often personalized and this curse will be directed against persons who are either evildoers or enemies or godless or criminals or even it may uh, encompass the demonic realms. You can find instances of cursing in numerous Psalms. You find it in Psalm 3, 5, you find it in Psalm 12, Psalm 17, Psalm 28, Psalm 31, 35, lot many Psalms, uh, Psalm 58, Psalm 59, Psalm 69, Psalm 70, uh, Psalm 139, etc. The language of this writing is often very harsh and bitter and we will find that the psalmist wants the annihilation of the evildoers and the psalmist is praying to God that the evildoers will receive the same suffering that they have caused to others. Very often the psalmist pleads to the just nature of God in order to give them an equivalent retribution or a punishment. When we look at these psalms, we need to remember that these are authentic prayers that uh, the people of God prayed towards God and they actually do not call for a personal one-to-one -one confrontation with the evil one, but rather the concern is more about the adversaries of God's cause. In other words, we understand that these words were written not for personal vendetta, but rather it was written more from a kingdom or a godly perspective. Very often these prayers are said by a righteous person and his rage or anger is directed at injustice and his desire is for elimination of the wicked and the establishing of the clean kingdom of God. Very often the psalmist is motivated by the desire for justice for the oppressed and the powerless people and more than being cursing psalms, these are prayers to God for the vindication of the righteous people in God's own way and in God's own time. And it is giving voice to the belief that the psalmist has that God is sovereign and his justice and righteousness must prevail in all situations. Coming from a New Covenant perspective, the difficulty that we have as a Christian reader when we view the Old Testament Psalms in the light of the New Testament uh, call that Jesus is giving to love our enemy and pray for those who persecute us, we need to understand that this dilemma has to be resolved. Now, it is not purely an Old Testament issue because even in New Testament, there are expressions of hostility and there are uh, prayers that are done against the opponents as we have seen in various verses. Paul, who is the finest expositor of the new covenant, has himself mentioned in Galatians chapter 1 verses 8 to 9 about a curse that is given to the people who are preaching another gospel which is contrary to what they have received from God. 
he says let those who preach a false gospel be accursed let them be an anathema let them be devoted to destruction let them be doomed to eternal punishment if you look at the original meaning of those words likewise paul also prays for god's justice to prevail in the case of the people who were opposing him and who were doing him harm in his ministry and even in the book of revelation chapter 6 verses 9 to 11 we see that there are people whose lives were sacrificed for the sake of the word of god and because of the testimony that they had borne and they seem to be crying out in a loud voice for justice to prevail that the lord would sit in judgment and avenge the blood upon those who are dwelling upon the earth so clearly it is not merely an old testament thing it is a new testament issue as well and for those people who want to really meaningfully read and interpret the scriptures we need to start struggling with the meaning and the value of all these portions of scripture as well i believe it is a better thing to do than shut the eye to these verses in the bible and pretend that they never existed so when we come across an imprecatory psalm or a portion of the psalm where there is a desire for vindication and judgment then we need to read it in the light of the following things that i'm going to meditate upon right now first thing that we need to remember is that there is a yearning for vengeance that is present in the psalms that is because there is an yearning for vengeance that is present in the psalmist and that is because there is a yearning for vengeance that is present in each and every one of us these verses that are there that are the cursing so called cursing psalms is part of the honesty of the psalms because there are people who experienced hurt terror and pain and they in their times of weakness and prayer they are presenting these as is before the lord without any doctoring of emotions this helps us to recognize that these psalms and indeed all of the psalms is an accurate portrayal of the very plain emotions of human beings as they go through various pressure situations in their own lives and one of that is the desire and yearning for vengeance secondly we need to remember that one does not equate the speech of vengeance with the acts of vengeance we see that the speech of vengeance is what is characteristically offered to god in all these uh, cursing psalms they are not directed to the enemy in the form of the actions it is up to the psalmist to make these prayer requests made known to god but it is up to god to act out on their behalf sometimes the psalmist personally and in other times the nation of israel is altogether in the depths of their life and they are compassed by enemies on every side and the enemies are trying out every single possible way in order to bring them down and destroy the work of god in their lives and very often the only way out of that situation is to cry out to god with the thoughts and words of that moment it is very emotional it is not something that is manufactured it is not something that is edited it is straight away presented to god as it is and what it does is the psalmist is able to let out the anger at the same time he is able to prevent that anger from degenerating into regrettable acts of violence such a prayer that is made before the lord becomes a way of allowing the inner fury of the oppressed people and a way to deal with one's anger and in this way when the psalmist is expressing the rage what happens is he relinquishes that hatred to god and pouring out that bitterness and hurt can be the beginning of a deep healing that god will do in his spirit 
Thirdly, one must remember that most of these uh, cursing prayers or vindicatory prayers are not prayed on the reason of uh, personal vendetta or personal vengeance. This is not personal. This is mostly about the kingdom of God and the battle actually belongs to God. The psalmist is not having an axe to grind in order to desire his personal vindication, but rather he is praying that God's justice will prevail and that the evil will be cleansed from the land. I want to cite a simple example here, one from the life of David. Now, as we know, David was God's choice to be the king of his kingdom, to reign on his behalf. And uh, because God had chosen David personally, when the people went against David, the actual issue there was that they were rebelling against God's choice and trying to harm a person who was chosen by God through whom the messianic promises would come to pass in the nation of Israel. And any person, therefore, who tried to bring down David or tried to usurp his throne found himself battling against God because it is God who set David upon the throne. And therefore, when David prays some of these vindicatory prayers to God, it is almost as though David is asking, Lord, let not your plan concerning the nation of Israel be thwarted because of the evil devices that people are planning against me. Fourthly, we have to recognize that vengeance truly belongs to God. And when we see all these prayers of rage uh, that are mentioned uh, in the Psalms of cursing, ultimately leaves the matter before God. In Romans chapter 12 verses 18 to 21, Paul reminds us that vengeance is in the hands of the Lord and we are called to live as much as possible at peace with everybody. And uh, Paul reminds us never to avenge ourselves but rather leave the way open for God's wrath for it is written, vengeance is mine and I will repay, says the Lord. When we understand the nature of God, one has to understand that he is both a God of compassion as well as a God of judgment. There are two moral attributes of God that come complementary manner. It is both the goodness of God as well as the severity of God. And both these have to be seen in balance when we look at these psalms uh, of cursing. Indeed, it is true that vengeance belongs to God and one must not take vengeance into his own hands, but rather we should leave it in the hands of God. And in many of the cursing psalms, the psalmist calls his enemies as my enemies, he says our enemies, and he also says about them as your enemies, that is God's enemies. Eventually, they deserve the punishment that they are going to get from God because they have kept themselves at enmity with God. And one really doesn't want to become an enemy of God. And God's judgment of evil is always in accordance with his character, his moral nature, his holiness, and always according to the revealed word of God as well. Fifthly, in the inclusion of these cursing psalms and cursing verses or vindicatory prayers in the book of psalms, we see the heart of God revealed in that it is decidedly against evil. God is hating evil and that is something that comes very powerfully to us when we read these imprecations and curses. One has to remember that the worst imprecation or curse that is mentioned in the book of Psalms is still very much lesser when compared to the eternal torment in hell where ultimately God is going to destroy both the source of evil as well as the subscribers of evil. 
So in other words, the cursing psalms and the vindicatory prayers of the psalms are always a foretaste of what is going to be God's eternal anger upon the sinful. The sixth point that we need to remember while studying the cursing psalms is that these psalms help us to be more compassionate and understanding towards the deep human pain that is there existing in the lives of our brothers and sisters. There are many of the people who are suffering because of the injustice and the pride and the violence that is there out there in this world. As we go through some of these uh, psalms for vindication, our hearts become more and more desirous of God's justice over there in the world as well as in our own very selves. In the areas where we have control, in the areas where we have the ability, our desire becomes to more help the people and be compassionate towards the people rather than be the oppressors like the others in the world. In other words, these uh, cursing psalms are a reminder that mankind is made in the image of God and a violation of that image of God is what many people do by doing injustice and uh, oppression and violence towards their fellow human beings. Lastly, and most importantly, when we read these psalms which contain imprecations and uh, prayers of uh, vindication, we need to remember these in the light of the words of Jesus Christ. The New Testament perspective has to be brought in. When we are looking at this from the New Testament church perspective, we cannot ignore the teachings of God. That helps us to condition all these things in the light of the new covenant. There, Jesus taught in Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 to 45, the world will teach you in order to love your neighbor and to hate your enemy. But Jesus said, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you to show that you are the children of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the wicked and on the good, and he makes the rain fall upon the upright and the wrongdoers alike. In the Sermon on the Mount, which is the complete encapsulation of the New Covenant, it is the New Covenant in a capsule form, Jesus tells us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. And he continues in verse 48, chapter 5, verse 48 of Matthew, Therefore you must be perfect, even as your heavenly Father is perfect. Paul, in the book of Romans, he gives an alternate reading of the very same teaching where he says in Romans chapter 12, verse 14 and 19, Bless those who persecute you and bless and do not curse them. He says in verse 19, Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave the way open for God's wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. This is a very stark reminder for us that the cursing psalms and the prayers of vindication that we see in the Old Testament, the cruel and harsh and bitter words that we see in the Old Testament prayers are not model prayers for the new covenant child of God. We need to understand that the way of the cross demands that we obey Jesus and take his words literally and we start praying for the enemies who are persecuting us. We start blessing those people and we start loving them as the Spirit enables the reason why we did this study today is to go back to the Old Testament and understand the reason why some of the imprecatory psalms and the cursing psalms were written. However, that is no model for us. We can understand, we can interpret the Old Testament psalms and understand the motivation of the psalmist for writing it. But the Lord in the New Covenant, he shows us a new way and a better way in order to make our prayers presented before God. 
and we see modeled in the life of Jesus as well as in the martyr Stephen the very spirit of love which said i am willing to forgive those who are even sending me to the cross and that is the spirit that god wants to imbue our hearts with he wants us to be filled with that love that he has demonstrated for us on the cross at calvary the love that loved us even though we were sinners I believe that day by day as we grow in Christ our vengeful prayers are going to be replaced by the loving prayers of the Lord Jesus himself as he continuously works on us and transforms our nature into his own image. My prayer here is that the Lord will help us as each of us desire to understand the word of God with the very spirit in which it was written and to apply the word of God the way the Lord Jesus would want us to apply it in our lives day by day as we grow in the Lord may the Lord help us through the meditation of the psalms and the other scriptures